Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, January 18. We're back. National Gourmet Coffee Day. Owen's laughing right off right off the queue. Can you take me behind the curtain? No, nothing related to coffee. I was just I watched a, a, a Twitter video today, <laughs> and then I was just telling um, Hugh about it, and he seemed to see the same one, and so I thought that was kind of funny. Oh yeah, this video. How do we say this? Verbal language? video. Verbal video. I don't know if we want the full verbal video. No, we don't want the full verbal video. Let's just say. Alex likes graphic videos to an extent, right? Like, oh, this is one I sent. No, no, not one you sent. Oh. Owen is in it for a bit of shock value these days, seemingly. Oh, and I appreciate if you toss that video over to me when you get. The oh, chair. I, I didn't like. I just scrolled past it, but if I find it, I'll send it your way. But yeah, warning: it's extremely, wow. even for me, a little, little much. <laughs> you, I said this to you the other day. Ever since Bone Tomahawk, the shine is with Owen's gore content is just gone the fact that i know he's like deeply into it makes me a little concerned well, it wasn't it wasn't from that it was my brother i guess i don't know what happened to to his like uh explore page or whatever but he gets all these like car crash reels and stuff and so he sends them to me but i can see why people might not like them they're not for everyone for sure yeah maybe not gourmet coffee you've never had a coffee in your life have you no i'm not not really much of a coffee guy um I do enjoy the smell of it. Like walking past oh, yeah. a, a coffee shop is, is, oh, yeah. I love it. It's so nice. Like when you're making it at your house, I just think that I don't know why. Maybe just the senses are super tingly in the morning or what it is. It's just in the morning when you're brewing yourself a cup of coffee and the whole house smells like coffee. Holy. Oh, oh. I don't feel you're like one of the bigger coffee guys I know, probably. Oh, yeah. I love the coffee. I, I grind it hard. Today, I had probably three cups. I was just working it all day long. Alex might be having some right now, to be fair. I'm having a chamomile tea, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm actually a half-half. I, I love tea, and I love coffee. So I'll get into my phases, but, man, nothing like a good coffee. I really do enjoy coffee. Former, um, former Starbucks employee talk. Former, former Starbucks employee, yeah. That's right. I think I grinded there for about a year. So yeah, I, th I, th I think I know a thing or two about coffee, I guess. Raw. Grind the oh. beans a little bit. You get to, like, you'll, you'll smell the bean first, then you'll grind it, brew it, taste it, you know, all the whole, whole nine. So yeah, it's pretty good. Let's go. And are you like, are you like three a day every day or what? No, no that's a rare occasion. This is really like yeah. a treat to myself going three a day. Tomorrow I'll have to have zero. I try to balance it out. That's what I was going to say, because like some days I can go, I can go a day or two without having a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, but I know some people, right? Like my mom can't even function in the morning. So I don't want to get to that point though, you know? And Phil, you drink them at night too. And they say that's, they say like, I've heard you shouldn't drink it past two. Oh, I'm breaking that rule probably three times yeah. a week, dude. I just had a full okay. one maybe an hour ago. So I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm doing just wow, fine. Let's go. Yeah. I'd say my cutoff's like seven, seven thirty. Yeah, dude. Like, I had an oat milk latte yesterday at like nine, but latte is kind of, eh, it's like one shot of espresso. It's like whatever. Yeah, a little too milky for me on the latte gang, but I don't want, Yo, I don't want should, Owen to owe well, brother again when I get into milk talk. 
you got to get into um, espressos, dude. Like, oh, I am. Kind of nice. Like I'm into oh, them. You are. Like I'm into them. Yeah. You're into them. Let's go. They're Let's sick. Go. I enjoyed them so much in Italy. Holy crap! Raw in Italy, raw. A little slip in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about today, Owen? Give me something. World of sports, sure. world of life. I wanted to ask you guys if you thought Josh Allen's slide was a fake slide or not. I don't think it was a fake mm, slide. No. You know the play like I'm talking can, about? Yeah. The, I know the, the play you're talking about. Yeah. And I think if you compare that to the Kenny Pickett slide, like they're not even close. Like the Kenny Pickett slide that he did in college was very heat. Like that was a big time fake slide. This was kind of like, like he ran and then he stopped and like kind of just shuffled. And then kept running. So I don't know. I don't think it was that much of a fake slide. Yeah, I saw like a compilation video on Twitter. It's like all the times Josh Allen's done a fake slide. And half of them, you couldn't even tell like what. It looked like he was just slowing down. Like, I don't think that's faking a slide. Yeah. I think he's just trying to make a move. Like, I don't even think that was a fake slide. Where'd you land on it, Owen? I probably think it was like it borders on a fake slide. But it's like, I don't even know how you enforce it. Because, because like at that point you just can't slow down because Alex is right. Like it's really easy to say, Oh, I was just slowing down or he was just slowing down or he was making a move. But at the same time, like clearly when a quarterback does that defenders, it affects the way defenders play. Like they'll, they'll pull up a little bit on and, and, you know, they'll, they'll kind of stay out of the way a little bit more. So I don't know. It's like kind of tough. I don't, I don't really know what to, what you would do. I mean, in my opinion, I do think it at least had the effect of a fake slide, whether that's what he was trying to do or not. No, that's probably it. Like he probably, if he even were to fake slide, you don't want to make it too obvious because then it's the, like you can't do that. That's the Kenny Pickett penalty basically now, I think. So he probably wants to make it look like, oh, I'm just slowing up. But I guess when you put all these rules in place to protect the quarterback, like you say, like the defenders are just going to have to, especially for him, he gets calls more frequently than anybody. Like Justin Fields gets pretty much no calls when he gets hit because he's running all the time or the refs just don't give him that. But Allen seems to get him all the time. I know he's a different classic quarterback that's probably why he does but it certainly works to his advantage because it'll have the defenders pulling up yeah i i would say finish your checks but it's kind of tough right like raw nhl yeah a little nhl but like i i kind of feel for the defenders i'm kind of feeling for the defenders in a lot of leagues man like nba and nfl like i don't know i just feel like you know maybe we could talk about this some other time but i just feel like uh there's no they, time like over amplified They've overamplified the offense, man. I think you just look at the NBA and everyone's crying about 150 points being scored and no one plays defense anymore. It's like, well, no one plays defense anymore because it's not really worth playing defense. It's not. Because you're going to pick up six fouls in like three and a half quarters and you're out of the game. I wish football was still kind of being played the way it was in like the 2000s. Like when I see some of those Ray Lewis hits and and Navarro Bowman hits, like, holy crap. I kind of still wish that was in the league. I'm not going to lie. Um, just because, I don't know, it's football, man. I I, I kind of like that aspect. I mean, even growing up as a kid, those tackles, I think, were still kind of okay growing up. Um, but, yeah, now it's like you can't even really do anything. So I think I'm in the minority in, in that, like, I hate seeing those big hits. I hate them. Like, they make me cringe every time I see, like, a huge hit like that just because. You're a gore guy. I am, but, like, I don't know. Gore videos seem more fake to me. Um, whereas like when I'm watching it live and I see like a guy that I, I feel like I, I kind of, you know, know a little bit cause I watch him all the time. Or even if I don't watch him all the time, it's just a sport. I, you know, maybe it's like, maybe it's, maybe it's not even that you maybe care it's just about that it's not expected. Well, I do to an extent, but maybe it's just that it's not expected. Like when I open a Gore video, sort of knowing what to expect, but I don't like seeing guys trying to play the game and they just get like, you know, 
kind of gross to me. I kind of agree. Like, what happened to Higby was heat. And I don't even like Higby yeah. like that. I hate the guy fantasy. He was such a bum for so many years on my bench, just wasting him in starting lineups. But you still don't want to see the guy get graphically injured over the middle, like helmet on kneecap. I mean, I'm... No, no, no. Not those hits. But I'm talking like a clean, like I'm smoking the crap out of you right now because you're, your quarterback chose to throw a bad pass. <sighs> like, I'm just nailing you in your chest type hit. I, though, not the Higby ones. Those ones are just dirty plays but, it, but like the Tom Brady was talking about this the other week too I remember that clip was going viral to me I kind of I'm kind of yeah. with Owen like I don't know I'm like I'm down to make it a little less physical to be honest even yeah. less I am too I am even too. less physical the rate it's at right now is fine but I mean okay. I, I don't okay. want like Austin Collie over the middle okay like, what about I was Austin? talking oh that's a great question I had this debate so hold on hold on I had this debate with my roommate because he was like we were looking at a bunch of football hits and then a bunch of hits in the NHL, quote unquote, clean hits, right? The receiver had caught the ball. He had had time to turn and then he got blown up. And I was like, I don't care if that's clean. Like if you hit somebody like that, you should be punished. It was, the, I think it was the hit from that Steelers, the Steelers Colts game, whatever that one was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was saying with the NHL, because he was like, if you don't have your head up and you, and you receive a pass, like that's just the price you pay. Right. Yeah. And they don't teach these kids to put their head up. And And what I was saying was, I mean, I get the argument, but my my th- my thing is like I don't really care. Like either way, make an effort to protect your players, and like I don't think those hits really add anything. I think hockey's a little bit. I don't even know that it's that much different. First of all, it sounds like you were talking about this with rig guys need to learn how to keep their head up. I mean, that's just a classic rig comment. But to me, I was at the Coyotes game last night, and a guy got it was Matt Dumba gave a hip check on the wall. And the Flames guy flipped. And I hadn't seen that in like 10 years. And my instant reaction now, because you just never see it anymore, I was like, that's a little bit out there. I'm wondering if that's, you know, a guy in the Flames is going to come after him, even though it's a clean hit, like he hits him good. I'm, I'm kind of with the guys just jumping in because honestly, clean hit, dirty hit, obviously there's a difference. But when you hit a guy that hard, I'm kind of with the guys stepping in and try to take it out of the game and neutralize it a little bit by pushing back when they can i obviously want a physical game like that's why the playoffs are so good but these hard ones where the guy could let up and he doesn't i mean i'm i'm sort of with owen i know it's not going to be a popular take but i just they are a little cringe inducing because you just see the force and it's like damn like that could end pretty badly and even if it's not like helmet to helmet or anything like that half these hits are just the guy getting blown back so much that his head hits the ground yeah, or well, the ice, or whatever it is. Well, that happened so, to and Stafford. That's almost worse in some ways. Hockey, hockey, and uh, and and football. I think they actually do have more consequences. I guess if you're not careful with protecting your players. But I don't know what you guys think about basketball, though. Kind of want to see more defense. I'm not gonna lie. I do like, too. I'm not about. I really don't want to see 160 points a game, 150, yeah. 140 points a game. That's ridiculous. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, they should they should uh, yeah. reallow hand checking. It's so easy to score now. Yeah. Everyone, like literally everyone and their grandma averages 20 points a game. Like 20 points a game isn't even like that crazy anymore. Yeah. And with point inflation, the issue is like you're going to look at people in like 30 years or whatever are going to look at Larry Bird and they're going to be like, wow, he only averaged like whatever, like 25 for five years. Like what that's like Tyler Hero's done that for the past six years, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I don't know. Straight up. Dude, that's what I saw. I saw a guy online today and he's like, he was getting ratioed, thank God. You'll wonder why this came up on my feed. But the guy was like, 
when Giannis wins another finals, like surely he's going to pass Tim Duncan like all time. He's going to have more like higher averages and everything. It's like, guy, these are two different completely eras. What are you talking about, man? I'm with you because the, the scoring is just going to wash away. I'm with the return of the hand check because you see some of these guys who actually like you can kind of tell have like made their position, have built themselves on defense a little bit in the NBA and they reach the big time. They're playing the NBA and it's like they're just neutralized because a guy decides to put his shoulder in your chest. It doesn't matter how straight you got your arms back. He's going to get the call because he's, you know, everybody knows his name. He's got 10 million Instagram followers. Like, that's not really what I want to see, dude. I want to see the defenders get rewarded, man. And and even and even if, when it's not the super popular players, too, I mean, I've, I've even seen, like, guys coming off the bench getting those calls where it's like, what what is the defender supposed to do? You know what I mean? I, I don't really want to ask myself that question anymore. What is the defender supposed to do? It's kind of annoying. Because, like, do you want yeah. him to just, like, step and, like, let the guy score a basket? I, I'm just about giving everyone an equal chance to play their role. Like, if you're playing defense, you should have an equal, somewhat of an equal role to play defense and a chance to play defense. But, like, when you're not letting the guy play defense, like, not giving him a chance to play defense at all, that's that's what kind of upsets me. And I don't know if hand-checking specifically would fix this, too, but, like, the, the constant foul... Uh, you know how often there's fouls uh, also disrupts the pace of play in my opinion because you watch a game or at least I do and it's like it feels at least to me it feels like there's they're shooting free throws every like three or four possessions it's like all the time yeah all the time and no one wants yeah. to watch that yeah we can thanks James James Harden and Trey Young for that and Embiid now those guys have made a living off of it and the Holy other God. guys just feast it's tough I mean at, at least at least they got rid of that like where the where I like the, oh, the, the, the BS jumping one. into the defender when you get him up for a fake, like that was the, that was so bad. But yeah, James Harden and Trey Young did that, and that was so bad. Oh the my the God. one that always got me was when Trey Young or Chris Paul were the usual two. They would get around the guy on a screen, oh, and yeah. then they would jump back into him. That was the worst one. That was worse that than was like going so into his arm intentionally. But. They've kind of weeded it out a little bit. Some of those were just a terrible couple of years of basketball. Um, we'll do the picks. Last week we went four and two. Decent lineup of games this week. We're starting with the Texans Ravens game. You got a read here? Ravens minus nine and a half. I think it's a lot of points initially when you think about it. They're coming off the bye and everything, but um, Texans have been playing some pretty good football and I and I honestly just see CJ Stroud kind of going toe to toe with uh with Lamar. There's going to be a lot of buzz on these like sort of upstart teams, these like namely the Texans and the Packers. Um and so I, I want to kind of fade that. And so I think I like the Ravens. Last time they played the Ravens did a pretty good job of shutting down um Stroud and the Texans. They won 25 to 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the Ravens are coming off a week of rest. So I, I think I probably, probably like the Ravens here, although it is a lot of points. I will, I will say. Yeah. Let's do those two, both two at the same time. Cause they're kind of the same game and they're the same day. The, the Niners game as well. Cause I feel like there is a lot of similarity. Like if people like the Texans, they're probably going to like the Packers. I think if I had to take one dog, I would lean the Texans. I think the Texans can make it more of a game. Than the Packers can, I th- I think Lamar's playoff history kind of plays a little bit into it too. To be honest, I'm not a hundred percent sold really that he's going to have a great game, and I I kind of agree with Alex. I expect C.J. Stroud to fully match his level. I really do. I think he's a transcendent quarterback. I 
if we want to pick one dog, I'd I'd lean Texans because I'm with you. I think fading the Packers is fine. I don't really rate the Packers, and I think Green Bay's or sorry, San Francisco's not going to have any trouble pushing them to the side. I really don't see that being a problem for them at all. But I agree, Phil. Just because, like, what's that one like Lamar Jackson signature playoff moment? In his career, it's, it's you know, Titans guy that was beating oh, guy beating Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I see a lot of people like he has so many fans, deservedly so. But I see a lot of these like TikToks um, where they're like hyping up Lamar. Where it's like, see, I don't know if you guys seen that trend where it's like, you know, it's like they get the photos of CJ Stroud hang uh, shaking hands with Flacco, shaking hands with like another quarterback, and then like the quarterbacks keep saying like, "Oh, beware!" Like, who's coming? Like. And then, like, CJ Stroud saying, who's coming? Who's coming? Who's coming for me? They're like, well, you got to be aware who's coming for you. And it's like... Raw verbal TikTok. And it's like a photo. And then it's like a photo of Lamar Jackson. Like, he's not some, like, playoff, like, killer, like, beware. Like, you know, I still need to see him, you know, like, get it done in the playoffs. So I totally agree with Phil. I like the Texans. Let's go Texans. It's 2v1. We, Adam's also not here. If anybody could, couldn't figure that out by now... God bless, but he he is not here. He's refing two games today. Um, so let's go with the Texans. Are you on board with Niners, though, in line with your theory, Owen? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to I'm gonna personally go with the Packers, but you guys have the votes anyway. I hate how you play Alex, dude. <laughs> I could be wrong, too. I don't know. I was listening to Cowherd today, and he said, uh, you know, Shanahan trailing in a playoff game. You never know. So, like I said, Packers have nothing to lose, man. And I know they've had a hard time with the 49ers in the past, like playoff-wise. That was with Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love might be a 49er killer for all we know. So, I'm going to buy my stock now. Well, (laughs) what would be a worse loss? Because I think the Niners losing would be much worse than the Ravens losing. Oh, 100%. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think so, yeah. You guys know how I feel about the Niners and stuff. So. <laughs> That's also right into it. I hate you know how I feel about the Niners, Alex. I just think <laughs> I think everything broke perfectly for the Niners right now. I'm not worried about the team they're going to have to play next round. I'm not worried about the Packers. They got to nip a Super Bowl off one of these years, and it's never been more available to them than it is right now. I think if they lose this game, that's way more embarrassing kinda, than the Ravens. It's kind of crazy they haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into Dallas again, but you're saying like because Dallas got knocked off that it's wide open for them now? Yeah, but I mean, if we asked you t- two months ago, you would have said, oh, you got the Eagles are a top competitor. You got to be worried about them. They they fell off the face okay, of the earth. Okay, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Which one do you have a bigger lean on on Sunday, Owen? Yeah, I probably like the, I probably like the Lions there. I like them at home, first of all. I think that that place is a real advantage, especially this time of the year. Um, I, I like the way that they looked more or less last year, or sorry, last week. Now I know there was maybe Goff didn't have his best game in the second half, and that defense bent quite a bit. But I just I do like the way I do like the way they're playing overall, and I think they're pretty hungry. I don't really give the Bucks a lot of credit for that Eagles win. I think the Eagles were ready to be rolled over. So. I'm with you. I kind of like Detroit there. I know it's sort of a big number and people want to take Baker, but I just, I, I don't really take the Bucks that seriously, to be honest. I don't think that's an impressive win against the Eagles, no matter what the score yeah, was. I don't know how they were favored. I don't, I don't think I saw a single person like anywhere, like on the internet and in real life anywhere, take the Eagles. Maybe Adam. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Oh, I did. I did. I'll you see. did? 
Yeah. yeah, I think Adam did in our pool too, but it was like there was nobody. It was uh, pretty wild. I guess Baker's got his limit then because um, I feel like his limit's like one playoff win. Everyone's like ready to crown Baker is like, you know, I mean, it's nice that he rejuvenated his career, but Lions will end up covering the spread just because I think the Rams were a really good opponent. Like, I, I don't know if the Rams are getting as much respect as they should. I thought the game honestly could have gone either way. Um, the Rams were quite a tough opponent. So now I think they're getting a lesser opponent here in the Bucks. Um, they got a playoff win under their belt, and I don't think they have all that pressure anymore because um, they want a playoff game, man. I, I know everyone wants them to get to the Super Bowl and everything, but I think getting that playoff win was huge for them. You know, they got some confidence going in here. If there's ever a year, I mean, like I said, it's pretty open. Yeah. But let's go with them. Let's take the Lions. I think today's also National Michigan Day, so good omen, potentially. 1200 bucks though, U.S., is the average ticket price here? I mean, guy, what are twelve hundred bucks? What are we doing, man? Twelve? Wait, what? That's the average price to get in U.S. I, I know Adam's not here, but I'll speak for him. He was all on board, all aboard the like. I'd pay that in a heartbeat train, like, which I kind of, which I do kind of understand. Like, that's something. If you're a Detroit fan, you might not see that again, like for another thirty years. Uh, I don't know. But twelve hundred though for like what kind of seats are we talking? That's like not very Please. good. Because if the seats aren't great, I don't know how great your experience is going to be. And it's not like you're seeing like USD. That's yeah. like sixteen hundo Canadian. Like it, holy crap! It's not like you're seeing Tom Brady come in either. You're getting Baker and Chris Godwin. Yeah. My dad is the biggest watch, watch the watch the game on TV. Like he's so anti. Um, going it like going to see it live. I remember I asked him. I was like, "If you like were gifted free Super Bowl tickets, like you didn't have to pay for anything, accommodation, like none of that, would you go?" And he said, "No, I'd sell it in a heartbeat. Like he would Dude. never even consider it. Get like some people, and I'm kind of like that. I mean, there is something nice about the, it is uh, about watching it on like a, you know you're warm. You can get up, use the bathroom whenever you want. Snacks. Yeah, you got a good angle." You do get a yep. good angle. No Dude, parking. There's no lines. There is some sports, You can, like, though. swear, act however you want. You know, it's yeah. a little different when, you know, you're sitting with a bunch of strangers, too, you know? Like, yeah. Football is, is better on the TV, decidedly to me. Mostly I would rather watch on the TV. Obviously, going to a game is great and getting the atmosphere, but you get it. they've got it down to a science for football on TV. Play, two replays, next play. The commercials are overboard. There's way too many commercials, but they've got it down. Some sports, though, like baseball, obviously I would rather go to the baseball game. 100% I would yep. rather go. Hockey, I would rather go to the hockey game. 100, it, yep. 100% I would rather go to the hockey game. Basketball, depending on the tickets. It really, if, yeah, you're up, if you're up high, it's heat. Did you see those photos at the of the Intuit Dome? Yeah. That's, like, from um, the highest like wall seat? They're going to be looking like ants. I don't know why anyone would ever pay to go watch that. People don't factor in. It's like, oh, I went to the game. It's like, well, it also took you like two hours to get there. And it's going to take yep. you another two hours to get back home. And you're going to have to probably take some kind of public transit or something and whatnot. And, or get stuck in traffic with your car. Like it's a, you know, it's not just you going to the game, right? There's a whole bunch of other things factored into it too. This is how I know though, that I'm not the biggest football guy is because not only are there people that will spend that money, but they'll spend that money to go see their team in like just Arctic like, temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those and Chiefs like, people are, are overboard. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I, I was even at the Heritage Classic where it was what, like minus like 
was it even minus was it like no i think it was like like zero degrees or something yeah yeah close to zero and like it was obviously really fun but like it's cold like it's like there's you're making a sacrifice to just be there yeah those guys are going out to their car after the game and it's not a guarantee that that puppy's starting up dude you might be begging (laughs) for a jump so he and all for what because I don't know, some of those seats, man, too, like the players look like pawns. And it's like, I don't know. Like when I went to that Chargers-Bills game, like the tickets were pretty hefty um, price-wise. And honestly, I, I wouldn't have went. Like it's just, like Phil said, football on the couch is just way better. It, it is. Better. They've got it down perfectly. It's the best sport on TV, 100%. Because some angles that you're sitting at when you're watching a football game suck. When you're in the arena is what I'm saying, or stadium. Well, I think the lower you get, the worse it is. I think if you're up high and you can see the whole field, I think it's way better. But if you're still a little more central, though, like the closer you are to the 50-yard lines. Yeah, know, obviously. But, mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah. It's just it's just huge. Like those, those stadiums are just enormous. You know what I mean? But hockey's different because it's like, it's like a barn. It's like, obviously, there's a lot of people, but it, it's not like 80,000 people and uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it feels a little more compact, right? Like you can kind of see the players better and everything. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Anyways. Anyways. So we're on the uh, lines there. I think that's a sweep. I think that's an easy yeah. one. Okay. Last game chiefs bills. Listen, I know what Alex is going to pick. I, I, he might as well just try to convince me to take that right now. Oh, are you sure though? The bills? Oh, wow. Well. I'll be damned. Nah, man, this is this is it. You know, I, the Bills are gonna win this game. And no more Arrowhead. And if there's ever a year to beat the Chiefs, I think this is the year. Um, they don't really look like themselves as much. I think beating Miami is whatever. Like that's a zero. No one cares. Mm-hmm. That's just a regular season game. I mean, beating the Steelers isn't wasn't amazing either. But and yeah, I just I just think the Bills, like I said, they started peaking to me personally at the right time. Um, and I think it's it's time they get the Chiefs back, man. Like I'm, I'm kind of sick of the Chiefs and uh, a, a Buffalo Bills home game against the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be great for them. So, yeah, I I like the Chiefs here. It's kind of interesting because I was expecting in either of these games, both the Chiefs and the Dolphins game, and then and then the Bills and the Steelers game, to like see something um, that would make me like convince me that these weren't the teams that I saw in the regular season, and I really. I don't know if I really saw that very much. Definitely not with the Bills. Like the Bills to me, that was exactly the type of game they would probably play if they matched up in like week 11 of this year. Whereas the Chiefs, I think, showed me like, you know, they still had some of the same mistakes, but they showed me at least a little bit of something where I'm like, hey, you know, maybe they can lean on Rishi Rice a little bit and um, maybe their play design will carry them uh to to some wins and so for that reason i think i do like the chiefs a little bit uh, but i don't know if i like them to win well you're only getting two and a but half i like them to cover you, well yeah i like them to win i like them to do a lions raw a quick 24 23 i uh i've liked the bills more all season but i kind of get a chiefs lean right now i gotta be honest i it, it is tough though because i don't really think do you think two day extra rest matters at all i think it's pretty overrated I saw a bunch of people bringing that up. Like, it doesn't really matter to me that the Bills are playing on five and the Chiefs are playing on seven. Like, that's n- like they yeah, knew they were playing. Nothing. Yeah, it's a nothing. They've played before. Wait, who, 
Playing on a five and on a seven, what? Like a day rest because the Bills played Monday and the Chiefs played Saturday. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's what I think too. Come on, like it's the playoffs. Like, who cares? <laughs> that's what I think too. I think, I think Alex is right. If there's every year that the Chiefs go to have to get beat by the Bills, it's this year. The Bills have to do it now. If the Bills don't do it, learn from the Cowboys and freshen it up instead of running it back because you can't keep running into the same wall over and over again. Um, I want the Bills to win, so let's just pick the Bills. Let's go 2-1 on the Bills and and pick cheer for them because I would like to see them in the Super Bowl. I think that would be exciting. So let's do it. Bills, Lions, 49ers, Texans. That is the selections this week. Do you have a uh, Pascal Siakam eulogy you want to deliver, Alex? How much does this tear you up inside? Because I he- see a bunch of people saying, like, oh, maybe a greatest Raptor ever maybe number retired and it's like i know he was great in the finals and stuff but i don't consider him on like the lowry level to be honest and that's not much of a level even well they're saying he's like oh he's with like undoubtedly the second greatest raptor of all time and what an like, honor we forget about damar i mean i'm taking Kawhi over damar for raptor legends yeah, I don't know. I, I still think, like, I'm taking, yeah, Lowry, DeMar, and, and Kawhi, um, I guess, top three. Pascal was great, but he, I don't know, man. He also had some of his downs, too. Like, kind of when Kawhi left, I, I think people were hoping that he would be that number one guy for the Raptors, and he and he couldn't do it. He was a really solid second guy, um, and we could never really find that guy like Kawhi who would be that, like, primary scorer, primary leader on the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he had some really good moments in the in the finals run, and but it was. I mean, I I personally wish we would have kept him at this point. I'm not a fan of the return that we got. I I would have just signed him into extension, like whatever, signed him to the extension, and then you know played out from there. Just because I thought he's still playing some really good basketball. He's like 29, 30 years old. I don't think guys, you know, just fall apart after the age of 30 anymore. Um, as we've seen with lots of players in in the in sports nowadays. Like I've been saying, the last two years, really, really poor asset management really poor asset management. I still think it's insane that we let Fred walk for nothing. I don't know what kind of, re- I'm, I'm okay with the OG return. I, I don't know what we could have got more uh, last year if we traded him, but I, I think we should have traded Pascal in the summer or at the trade deadline last year. I think we would have gotten a haul for Pascal and, uh, and Fred last year at the trade deadline. We were, were like 10 games below 500 and we were trying to make the play-in tournament, which didn't make any sense. Um, so I guess it's our own fault. And then we had another chance to trade him in, in the, in the summer. Um, and honestly, I think we, we, we easily could have got Jalen Johnson because Jalen Johnson was not what he is now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jalen Johnson's taking a huge leap and now he's an untouchable, but you know, you wait too long, you wait too long, you wait too long. And then you end up getting three first round picks that, um, probably won't even be top 15. It's pretty disappointing. Um, another thing that I'm kind of upset about is, like last year, you know, oh, the 2024 NBA draft class sucks. So that's why we're going to trade a first for Jakob Pertl that's top six protected because we don't care and we basically don't want to draft in 2024. Like a year later, you're you're okay with getting two worse first-round picks in 2024 for Pascal Siakam. So it's just still pretty backwards for me. I thought they kind of made a step in the right direction with the OG trade, and I was like, okay, maybe they can, you know, do something with Pascal too, but... I don't know, man. Like we got out, but we couldn't even get Andrew Nemhard. Like, holy crap! Like, I don't know, I don't know what those negotiations look like. Like, they, like a report just came out too. Like, 
I was like, okay, Matthew and I get, but at least Jairus Walker. And they're like, no, not even Jairus Walker. I'm like, okay, well, can at least like Nemhard. And then, then it was like, no, the Pacers were holding firm on Nemhard too. It's like, damn, like, man, at that point, just sign him to the extension, dude. Like I, you know, so, and I don't want to hear about anyone saying the Raptors have cap flexibility. Like, relax. We're not signing anyone in free agency. So there's nobody want to sign it that. There's nobody worth. There's signing. nobody worth signing too. So, dude, I'm surprised that I I saw the thing. It was like three first round picks, and your instinct is like, oh, like expiring contract, three first round picks. Like those picks are all pretty bad. Like I'm not yeah. really loving any of those picks, and I'm I'm with you, dude. There's nothing wrong with extending them and figuring it out later. Like I actually think the Raptors have been a pretty fun watch. I've said this to you the last couple of weeks with their new players. I I like watching them, and now yeah. like. I don't know. They're just kind of unserious, dude. Like the, this is a this is a backwards trade, like you say. Uh, I'm I'm kind of against it. I I don't know where you land on it, Owen. I probably agree. I mean, my biggest concern when I first saw it was just that, like, yeah, the the number of picks I think is probably pretty attractive to people, but yeah, they're not going to be useful picks in all likelihood. And so. if we were some franchise that has been like you know batting like. 450 on draft picks i'd be like okay we'll make it work but we have not we haven't hit a draft pick since scotty barnes so um that also doesn't make me feel confident i don't know i just wish i was in the room i just i just i don't know i hope Masai does a press conference or something soon and maybe tries to explain like what like i don't know it just doesn't make sense man i I don't get why you'd wait so long and, and get such a diminished return on a team that you kind of knew this whole time you know you should you should have rebuilt even even with Lowry too, like I don't get what their deal was with the trade deadlines last year. Like remember Lowry, like they also wouldn't trade him before yeah. the tra- trade deadline, and then they waited again in the summer to trade him. Like I don't know, that was so weird. I don't know what their deal is with that. They've they've had horrible asset management, and the funniest thing is you see how little the American outlets pay attention because there was that NBA Central tweet that was like, "Look at everything Masai got for OG and Siakam." It's like. E- yeah. Let's do a list of everything he declined because that one's going to be a lot better. <laughs> and I don't know. They just took such an L with the way they managed things the last couple of years. Like you said, Lowry, Van Vliet, it's all just so hurt. So I'm with you. I feel for you. Bruce Brown, not exactly the most attractive <laughs> pickup either. No, I don't <laughs> want him on the team. <laughs> I don't want him on the team at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> like wait, where would Bruce Brown go though? Like where would he get rerouted to? Oh, apparently, like Houston loves him. Oh, <laughs> raw okay. Houston just loves him. They they send apparently, him out. yeah, email like loves him. <laughs> the only other thing I want to say, and I actually feel bad because Tony loves Matt Stafford as much as the next guy. Matt Stafford actually flipping on the Lions was dirty. That's the only thing yeah. I wanted to add on. That was disrespectful. Yeah. Doing the Kelly show, I wasn't no. a fan of that either. Yeah. You know whose show I'll actually tune into is the Kristen Juszczyk show because those jackets are sick. Like the ones that oh, she the cuts Chris, up. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, I watch every one of her TikToks. Exact now. same thing here. I watch them no problem. Those those are sick. I would love to get a custom job. I mean, I don't know that I have like 20 grand to drop on that or whatever they cost, but hey, a little bit of a Lions ticket situation. Step up her game, man. <laughs> oh, she, she'll be cut, she's she, probably human, dude. She's got a rival now. Dude, she's going to be cutting yeah. up jerseys tonight. I can tell you that much. I also thought it was funny too how she how she was cooking one up for Taylor Lautner, and then I was like, 
I was thinking, I was like, why is this guy such a, like, why is he getting accustomed? And it seems like he's like one of the biggest celebrities in Detroit. Yeah. So, wow. Sad state of the city. Dude, I've saw no a guy, <laughs> I follow a guy who just tweets every single time he's on the TV. Did you know Eminem's from Detroit? Super cool. <laughs> It's just it's such a it's such a sick tweet every time it makes me laugh. Detroit. Did you guys see the the mom's spaghetti thing they had cooking at the game? Oh, that looked so bad. That was nasty. Looked it was so like a bad. spaghetti sandwich. I'm like, nah, that is disgusting. Dude, they were like, yeah, Eminem's new shop that he opened up. Dude, they were cooking up the spaghetti in the sauce. I was like, oh, that actually looks pretty good. And then they put it on a piece of bread. I was like, all right, and- new. Like sandwiched it, and I was like, "Ah, heat." Yeah, that was tough. And and Jason Kelsey, nobody cares about your retirement tour. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna break the news. Nobody cares. You're center. You're not that sick. You're not that sick, pal. And like uh, people who are like, I follow an Eagles fan. I know an Eagles fan. And he was tweeting like, "This was my favorite Jason Kelsey moment." It's like, guy, Jason Kelsey's a center. What do you mean your favorite moment when he blocked a guy? Like he's not doing anything else. He wasn't catching touchdowns. No disrespect to the centers, but. Come on, we're not doing favorite moments from centers. Anyway, well, 10. 10. 10. Great stuff. Great stuff. Everybody is going to have a good weekend. I can tell. This is, this might be the best weekend of football of the of the whole playoffs. Oh, 100% so. agree. 100%. Yeah. I like the single day. I like championship Sunday the most. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah. Have a good weekend, everybody. Talk to you Monday.